What's going on, family? Happy Monday and welcome to the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys have had an amazing weekend filled with all sorts of great and wonderful things. Certainly, we've had a lot of fun here across all things related to the faction, as I often do. A big thank you to all of our faction followers, whether you're following us on social media at The Faction Show, or you listen to our regular weekly radio show on Bonnerfied Radio, or you subscribe to these podcasts. However you support us, we absolutely and positively appreciate it. Would you do me a favor and reach out to a fellow wrestling fan or friend or someone who used to love wrestling and tell them about what we're doing here at The Faction. I'm certain they will find our content entertaining, fun, and engaging. So with that said, let's dive in to today's episode of Quick Hits. I want to start with the Wednesday Night War. Of course, Wednesday night, it's AEW Dynamite against NXT head-to-head. And once again, AEW Dynamite prevails in the ratings. This week, they picked up their eighth straight victory over NXT. The viewership for Dynamite this week averaged 893,000, which is up 9% from last week. Dynamite also came in at number five in the top 150 original cable telecasts amongst the demographic of 18 to 49. NXT placed 16th in that same demo, 18 to 49. They grabbed 794,000 viewers, which is up 5% from last week. So first big win is that viewership went up for both NXT and Dynamite kind of makes sense as NXT's coming off of the heels of a huge NXT TakeOver Portland pay-per-view. Meanwhile, for Dynamite, they're getting ready to go into their big pay-per-view, AEW Revolution, and it was headlined by the first ever cage match in AEW, which saw Cody Rhodes take on Wardlow. Now, speaking of AEW, I think it was really special. The first show here in Atlanta, as we know, Cody is here in Atlanta, and uh, a lot of things have happened here in the Atlanta home base, including, of course, their deal with TNT, of course, all things Turner, located here in Atlanta. It just felt like a super special show. Now, I watch both, of course, and I can tell you I've been a longtime fan of NXT, but as of late, it feels like Dynamite is turning the corner. Dynamite is getting us invested in their storylines. They've always had great action, but I think there was a separation between great action and great stories. There's enough great storytelling happening on AEW where you want to pay attention and something about this week felt incredibly special. Them being here in Atlanta, them being at the State Farm Arena, one of the largest venues they've been in for AEW Dynamite. All in all, it was an amazing showing. Cody, of course, with the big moonsault off the top of the cage and if you haven't had a chance to see uh, his go-home speech, so to speak, Uh, Check it out. It's on our Facebook page. Really, really powerful as he tells an incredible story surrounding his father, Dusty Rhodes, and Sting, and when he first fell in love with the pro wrestling business. So go ahead and check that out. But as we're taking a look at this AEW versus NXT war, there's some things that I think are really, really important. Much like back in the day between WCW and WWE, AEW has a winning streak right now and a significant 
significant winning streak as well. Again, all of 2020, it's been AEW besting NXT. Now, a couple of things. For one, I think AEW has had some pretty stellar matches that they've informed people of, which I think that's a big piece right there. Viewers need to know what's scheduled for your television program so that they know to tune in. And when you think about looking at things head-to-head, you had Cody versus Wardlow in a cage match. You had the debut of Jeff Cobb against John Moxley. You had a tag team title match as well that saw the Lucha Brothers against the tag champs Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. You had a stacked card. And it was a bigger card, quite frankly, than what NXT brought us on the heels of NXT TakeOver Portland. So... I think definitely NXT's going to have to step it up a little bit as AEW's definitely on a roll. But with AEW being on a roll, one thing that AEW does not have that NXT does deals with their price point. Now, I talked a little bit about it on our weekly radio show. One of the challenges certainly happens to be AEW's price points, whether it's tickets where, you know, when I was looking for tickets, they were around $75 close to the upper deck. Um, or the pay-per-view situation. AEW is still offering their pay-per-views on Bleacher Report for $50, which is a far cry from the $9.99 a month that many in the wrestling industry are paying for the WWE Network. But it's not just the WWE Network. If you look at the price points for uh, New Japan's NJPW World, which hovers right around that $10 mark, IndependentWrestling.tv hovers right around that $10 a month mark. Uh, Even Ring of Honor's Honor Club, depending upon which package you purchase, either looks at $9.99 a month or $12.99 a month. Uh, AEW, now I know you're wondering, why are we talking money? Well, we talk money because at the end of the day, your wrestling fans are going to have to make a decision about their disposable income. Gone are the days where the standard was paying $50 a month for pay-per-view. It's not that anymore. The WWE Network absolutely changed that, and so many other organizations have followed. So, for the wrestling fan with disposable income, you're being forced to ask a very challenging question. Is the AEW product worth a $50 investment per pay-per-view? That's a question that only you can answer. I can't answer that for you. I can tell you that should... AEW launch their own streaming service to match what's happening in the rest of the wrestling industry, I think they'll see their pay-per-view buys go up. But this is part of the challenge, again, of building a company from the ground up. The WWE, of course, did not start with the WWE Network. And when you look at the pay-per-view buy rates they had versus the money they're making now, it is taking them years to really get used to this new economic type of situation. It's taken them years to get used to this new economic scale in terms of comparing what they would get from pay-per-views through the cable company versus the buy rates relative to the WWE Network. So the question ultimately is, will you buy AEW Revolution which goes down this Saturday, will you purchase it or will you just look for uh, results from somewhere? I want to know. So let us know on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Faction Show. While we're talking about AEW, let's have a conversation about Matt Hardy. 
okay, now you're going Matt Hardy's WWE. That is correct. And we saw Matt Hardy this past Monday on Monday Night Raw uh, in really one of the most brutal moments we've seen in recent memory on Monday Night Raw as Randy Orton took a steel chair and bashed it over his head a number of times. If you follow Matt Hardy on social media, he's calling himself unkillable. And there's now a lot of questions about where Matt Hardy ends up in the coming days. Why is this an issue? Well, on March the 1st, this coming Sunday, Matt Hardy's contract expires with WWE. Will Matt Hardy leave the WWE and head for greener pastures? Do those greener pastures include AEW? Do they include a return to Ring of Honor or Impact? Does it mean that perhaps he'll take his talents to New Japan Pro Wrestling? What will Matt Hardy do? Well, if you're watching any of his videos, you can get a clear sense that for one, Matt Hardy is not done in the wrestling industry. He definitely still feels like he has a lot to contribute. It seems like he may become broken again or woken again. It also seems as though, and this is very interesting, that, uh, hmm, he's got plans. He's being very coy with those plans. And I just want to help you guys out because certainly he uh, had an idea that he mentioned on social media. And Chris Jericho responded and said, stay at home. Basically, don't come to AEW. I want you to be careful not to be swerved by what you see. Now, I won't call myself a purveyor and predictor of all, but I do have a pretty decent track record with some of this stuff. If you go back now, what, four, three years ago, WrestleMania 33, when I told you guys that the Hardy Boys were going to end up at WrestleMania and people were thrown off because, you know, they showed up at Ring of Honor and won their tag titles, et cetera, et cetera. And what happened? They showed up at WrestleMania winning the tag team championships. I've got a couple of instances where I've been right on stuff like this before. The big thought right now is that Matt Hardy could end up being uh, the ruler of the Dark Order in All Elite. Here's what I think. Matt Hardy has often been uh, for 20 plus years at the forefront of amazing things happening in the world of pro wrestling. Go back to the end of the 90s into the 2000s. The Hardy Boys with what they did revolutionizing tag team wrestling uh, with the ladder matches, TLC matches. Matt and Jeff Hardy were incredible. Then when Matt Hardy leaves and goes over to Impact, people are like, well, this doesn't make a lot of sense. He reinvented himself, you know, becoming main event Matt Hardy. And then, of course, we all know about broken or woken Matt Hardy, which absolutely changed the game in pro wrestling, brought us the movie match, brought us a whole new presentation that people either loved or hated. But it made a huge difference. It set him up to come back to WWE, where it took him a while, of course, because of the legal challenges between WWE and Impact. But he was able to resume being woken. But the problem is, we never got to see the fullness of all that broken Matt Hardy could be in WWE. Could it be that perhaps WWE felt like his best days were behind him? Uh, I don't know. But here's what I do know. AEW could absolutely utilize Matt Hardy. I don't see him going to Ring of Honor. That's kind of a step backwards. I don't see him going back to Impact for any reason whatsoever. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the next week or two, we see Matt Hardy show up on AEW 
dynamite. It could very easily happen. And if it did, be reminded, yeah, told you it would happen. All right, so we're going to get out of here. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode of Quick Hits. I want to know your thoughts. Where do you think Matt Hardy ends up? Do you think he ends up in AEW or does he take himself to other places does he go back to ring of honor does he go to impact does he go to new japan or does he just stay at the hardy compound or we didn't even talk about this does he re-sign with wwe want to get your thoughts on that want to also get your thoughts on aew revolution will you be purchasing the pay-per-view or not let me get your thoughts on all of that via social media instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show make sure you subscribe to us here uh wherever you get your podcasts for the faction and again we look forward to seeing you of course this wednesday and wherever we're bringing you content because there's always great news coming here on the faction until next time it's your man gb representing for courtney clack and this is the faction I my people. here we go